Hi everyone, Isha here. Just wanted to let you know you can find us on Twitter at OshiokioPod. I wanted to also thank Barbara Daly for the art that she's provided for this podcast. And lastly, I wanted to apologize for any weird noises that you may hear in the background during the episode. Bear with us, we're doing our best. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Welcome to Oshiokyo, our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Isha, and in this episode, we'll be covering the second half of the Dark Kingdom arc. We last left off with Jupiter joining the team in the manga, and in the anime, we talked about the Rainbow Crystal arc and Tuxedo Mask showing that he's Mamoru, and just wildness, although Tuxedo Mask showing that he was Mamoru happened in the manga and not in the anime. Right, in the manga, it's a really sweet, really quiet reveal. Mm-hmm. Anime takes things in a very different direction. It really does. We don't get that reveal at all. Like, I didn't realize that we didn't get that reveal just because cause I've read the manga more than I've watched the anime. So, like, looking at the anime, it's just like, hey, wait, we didn't have this moment where he scoops her up off this street and, like, takes her back to his place. <laughs> Which is, like, I mean, I guess that makes more sense in the anime considering he's older in the anime yeah. than in the manga. <laughs> And, like, that would look really predatory, even in the 90s. It would definitely look a little bit more. I still don't understand why they made him so much older in the anime. Just like, yeesh, guys. I, like, he he can't be older than 20. But the fact that he could be 20 when she's 14 is really fucked up. <laughs> the fact that he's over 18. The fact that... He's he- over 18. It's not okay, guys. <laughs> it's it's not okay. It's very it's very problematic. But but that's besides the point. That's, <laughs> that's besides the point and like we'll talk about that when we get to um Tuxedo Masks episode and like how the directors and the writers for the anime probably had a different perspective and also like just the Japanese mentality for how a man should be. Right. Yeah. Suffice it to say there's a reason why Japan's birth rate is so low. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so in the anime, his reveal is totally different. Like, Usagi doesn't know who Tuxedo Mask is until, like, way later. Like, she doesn't find out who he is until, like, literally before he almost dies in her arms and the Ginsui show appears. It's kind of part of the finale of that season, isn't it? Not of the season, like, of the Rainbow Crystal arc. Of the arc, okay. So in the anime... um. Because Tuxedo Mask has a crystal, and I th- he has two crystals, I think. I know he has at least one. The rainbow one. crystals. And, like, the rainbow crystals. And so, like, Zoizite's trying to, I think the Senshi have one, and he has one, and Zoizite has all the rest. And so they're like, okay, we have to set a trap so we can get the other ones. Yeah. And so Zoizite poses as Sailor Moon. That was really cute, especially because when you consider in the Japanese dub, he was a man. Right. I was like, yes, queen, go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the anime is is perfectly fine with having male characters look female, right. or dress as women, or act in a feminine way, and they're still male. But yeah, he lures them in just when, like, him and Kunzite are about to, like, murder everybody. Right. <laughs> Sailor Venus shows up and, like, saves the day. Um, but Tuxedo Mask actually gets injured at this point. And at this, and in that episode, it's like episode 33, I think, 32, 
So, because he, you know, so he's injured, and Zoizite is attacking him, and he knocks off his mask. And because Queen Beryl's always monitoring what they're doing, because she's creepy like that, she sees his face, and she recognizes him from the past life. Yeah, so he injures him, and Beryl sees, you know, oh my gosh, it's, it's him, and tells them, like, back off. Do not, like, stop. Just leave. And then later on, they set another trap specifically for Tuxedo Mask, because in, like, episode 33, Queen Beryl recognized him. But, like, they get Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Moon together, and that's when Sailor Moon realizes it, because she sees that, like, his shoulder is injured. Right. And she's like, that is the... She's where, like, she had seen Mamoru, and she was like, hey, your shoulder is injured just like Tuxedo Mask. And that's when she figures it out. Yeah. Whereas in the manga, <laughs> Zoizite's like, I'm going to create, uh, I'm going to make uh, evil blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, has subliminal messaging in, like, these videotapes that people are renting from, telling them to find the Ginsui show and kill Sailor Moon. <laughs> right. Brainwash and them that's, like they do. Like they do, and say, like, the Senshi are at the arcade, which is deserted, and Sailor V in the arcade game, like, yells at them, like, what are you doing? Clearly it's the work of the enemy. Yeah. And so they go out and they realize people are on the streets and blah blah blah. I mean, healing escalation, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Heals them. And then, yeah, and then Zoisite's straight up about to kill Sailor Moon. <laughs> Zoisite doesn't mess around. Zoisite <laughs> is very efficient. Zoisite is like, I'm here to kill people. Yeah. Like, I'm here, I'm here to chew bubblegum and kill Senshi, right. and I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> Yeah. And and then Venus shows up and she's like, boom, crescent beam, you're done. And he's done. And here and so she comes on the scene, everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's Sailor V, she's Sailor Venus, and Artemis is like, this is Princess Serenity of the Silver Millennium, the Moon Kingdom. She's your princess that you're supposed to protect. She's the owner of the Ginsui show. But in the anime, they don't have that at all. Like they literally ask her, Are you the princess? And she says no. <laughs> And we're just we're just gonna leave this question out right here. Just clarify this right here and now. No twist here, yeah. guys. They're just like, are you the princess? And she's like, no, I'm not. It's fine. <laughs> Which is so wild because it's such an important thing in the manga that right. you know she's she's this double. That's why because I remember like as a kid, people would complain like, why does Sailor Venus look just like Sailor Moon? And it's like because she's her double. Right. It's intentional. Yeah, like, that's the point. She's her lookalike. It's, it's, um, Padme and Sabe in Phantom Menace, where we don't realize that the queen has been an imposter the whole time. Right, exactly. And it kind of makes sense, because Sailor Moon, let's face it, is essentially Sailor Earth. She's the guardian of the Earth. And mm-hmm. Sailor Venus, you know, obviously the guardian of, of Venus, represents Venus, and the Earth and the Moon are sister planets. So I feel like that was all very intentional, that they look alike. Oh, yeah. Like, Venus is the closest planet to Earth. Mm-hmm. It's very intentional. It's very obvious. Closest as in similarities, not proximity. N- not yeah. No, in proximity. Wait, I thought Mars was closer. Mm-mm. Venus is closer to Earth than Mars is. Oh. Yeah. I'm a dumb Venus is ex- <laughs> no. Venus is extremely toxic, which is why you don't hear ah. about like let's send people to Venus. Like its atmosphere is very toxic. Right. Okay, that makes um, sense. 
Because yeah, thinking, we talk about going to Mars because there's no atmosphere there. Because Mars is less likely to murder us. Exactly. Like Venus is very. It's beautiful, but it's dangerous, which is Sailor Venus. Yeah. Let's be real. Right. Yeah. So all this happens. Venus is like, you're supposed to protect me, blah, blah, blah. And she's basically just trying to act as a foil so that the Dark Kingdom will focus on her and not on Sailor Moon. Mm -hmm. This backfires because Sailor Moon decides to take her job really seriously. (laughs) Like, all up until this point, you know, she's very powerful. She's very cool. You know, but, like, she still relies on her friends more. But, like, when Venus shows up, she's like, I need to get my shit together. I am the leader of this team. I need to protect Sailor Venus. And so when Kunzite is out, like, causing mayhem, this is, again, in the manga, Sailor, you know, like, all of them show up, and because Kunzite is going for Venus, thinking that she's Princess Serenity, like, Sailor Moon, like, uses her powers to kind of push her away, her and the other Senshi, like, protect the princess, so the other three, like, grab Venus, are like, we're going. Right. And goes to fight Kunzite, and Venus is like, no! Wait a second, wait a second, no! She's like, no, 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 no! <laughs> wait, this is, <laughs> this is what I thought was gonna happen! <laughs> And, of course, she goes to fight Kunzai. Tuxedo Mask shows up because they revealed themselves to each other and they obviously have feelings for each other. And so Kunzai's about to blast Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask gets in the way and takes the hit and is basically fatally injured. People die a lot in Sailor Moon. People die all the time I mean, they get better, but... They get, they get better, but like it's like a Marvel yeah. comic book, right? It's just like he died, but he's going to get better. The only person who stays dead in the Marvel universe is Uncle Ben. And even then, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing. It used to be like nobody stays dead in the Marvel universe except Uncle Ben and Bucky, and then they brought Bucky back. So. <laughs> and made him emo. And made him emo. Like, in fairness, he was basically, like, a mind-controlled zombie set out to kill people. So it's fine. Like, he's justifiably, you know? I mean, he had to be edgy, so... Can't just yeah. bring him back and not make him edgy. Anyways, that's... Th- this is for a Marvel fair, podcast. <laughs> that, this is for a Marvel podcast. I just want to say Bucky was a child soldier in World War II. That's kind of weird. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Technically already emo. So, Tuxedo Mask gets injured, and this is where, like, the manga and the anime are the same, where Tuxedo Mask takes a hit to save Sailor Moon and basically dies, and Usagi holds his body and starts to cry. And in the anime, the rainbow crystals resonate with her tears and combine to form the Ginsui show, and in the manga, her tear, one of her tears turns into the Ginsui show. And it gives off this brilliant light, it heals people all around them, and it makes everybody remember their past lives, including Kunzai. So Tuxedo Mask finally remembers, like, the reason why he's dreaming of this person calling out for the Silver Crystal is because he's Prince Endymion. He was Princess Serenity, who was Usagi's past life lover. He was her lover, so they were together. Sailor Venus, Sailor Mars, Sailor Jupiter, and Sailor Mercury were her guardians on the moon. Kunzai... Zoizite, Nephrite, and Jadeite were the guardians of Prince Endymion in the past life. And it was a star-crossed love, and it was very sweet. And then the Dark Kingdom rose up and killed a bunch of them and went to destroy the moon. And Serenity, Prince Endymion in the past life, like, um, took a hit for Princess Serenity and died. And in her despair, she killed herself. Yeah. 
It's really it's sad. Pretty it's it's very it's a very Romeo and Juliet relationship, you know. It really is. And remind me, Beryl was part of the Moon Kingdom. She was no no. Beryl was part of the Earth. She's kingdom. part of Earth Kingdom. So Endymion, okay. yeah. So Endymion's family ruled over the Earth, and he had his generals. And Beryl was a part of that, and she was in love with him. Right. He didn't know she existed. But she was in love with him um, and found Metalia. And Metalia. And Metalia promised her power to destroy the Moon Kingdom because she knew that Endymion was in love with the princess from the moon. Was like, if I get rid of the moon, then he'll be mine. Right. So it was Metalia who manipulated Beryl's feelings and caused yes. her to start, basically start this uprising. Yeah, so basically when Metalia, Metalia is described in the manga, I don't remember how she's described in the anime, but she's described as like a dark spot that was expelled from the sun. Mm. Um, and so she's really a being of, of pure darkness. And with Metalia and Beryl, they use their power to kind of corrupt the denizens of Earth. And so Earth like rises up to fight against the moon. And so like the moon kingdom is destroyed. And pretty much the only person left standing is Queen Serenity, Princess Serenity's mother who in the anime seals away the seven great Yoma and like uses the Ginsui show to cast a wish that her daughter and her guardians will be reborn into a new life where hopefully their lives won't be as tragic. And it's said in both the anime and the manga that the reason that it wasn't complete, that she didn't completely destroy the, the dark kingdom is because she was so devastated from the destruction of her home and the death of her daughter that she couldn't use the Gensuisha to its whole ability. Now, quick question. The queen, um, Serenity's mother, maybe yeah. this was just the English translation, but I thought her name was Selene, like the Greek um, moon goddess. Yeah, so in the original mix, Eng- mix and Tokyo Pop translation uh-huh. of it, because... Because there's not really technically an L or an R, so it's Rari Rurero. Right, right. But there's no hard L or hard R, so it can be interpreted as both L or R. So I think they chose to go with Selenity uh-huh. to um, tie back into Selene, the moon goddess, right. in Greek mythology, and maybe to differentiate between Queen Selenity and Princess Serenity. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, I was just, I was wondering, because I think... I think in the manga translation, they it was Selene for her name in English, but it wasn't so it wasn't Selene like Selene by itself. It was Serenity. Oh, okay. Or Sele- or, Selenity. or Selenity. I know that it's yeah. It's been it's been done that way in the present Kodansha comics translation. It's Serenity. Yeah, I've got the Tokyo part Tokyo pop translation. Yeah. So, anyways, I could just be misremembering, but. No, it's totally fair, and I think that there are some scanlations that actually did that. Right, made it Selene instead. That could be. Yeah, yeah, made it Selenity, because I know I've seen that before. I've definitely seen Selenity, but I was, mm-hmm. I was thinking it was actually just straight up Selene, like the goddess. It was, no, it wasn't. Mm. Because again, I'm like that hyper sailor. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I, I, could, uh, I could be, I admit, I could be misremembering. Yeah. But anyway, she cries against Suisha appears. Everyone remembers their past life. It's actually pretty devastating. And then, I don't know if this happens in the anime because I, I didn't rewatch all the episodes, but in the manga, peace falls out of the 
Ginsui show and into Tuxedo Mask. And the Venus is like, ah, oh, crap, everything's revealed. And, like, she and the other essentially, like, go to grab Usagi. And while they're doing that, Kunzite grabs Tuxedo Mask mm-hmm. and takes him with him back to the Dark Kingdom. And obviously Usagi's like, what? <laughs> what? And she's devastated and it's so sad and Venus is like do you remember do you remember the past life you know and and it's so sad because it's just like it's repeating again you know he's taken away from her he dies like this is her true love and he's just gone and it's so sad it really is Uh, just barely revealed and they have this very emotional moment and then he's just like torn away yeah in the manga, and she's so cute. She's just she's crying. so cute. She's got her princess dress. She's just like weeping on like on like the side of a thing, and like her feet are bare, and she just looks so small. She's just a little precious baby. She really is. And anyway, so she has like a small breakdown and like stays at home for a while, which like fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Kinzite take you know. Kunzite in the Dark Kingdom with Tuxedo Mask is conflicted because now he remembers that he's supposed to be protecting Prince Endymion, Tuxedo Mask, but he's working for the Dark Kingdom and, like, the other three generals are already dead. Right. It's like, what am I even fighting for at this point? Exactly. He's he's totally confused and he reveals that confusion to Beryl who, like, mind controls him. Yeah. And is like, uh, we're, like, did you forget you sold your soul to me? Let's just, let's just tweak these, these thoughts of yours and yeah she's like "Mm, no (laughs) she's like "Mm, no yeah and so she's very efficient at like mind manipulation and memory deletion you know my you know mind wiping and stuff like that after this the sailor senshi get together they help out isagi whose hair is going like crazy long because it was super long in her past life and they they kind of pamper her and take care of her and love her. And Luna feels terrible because <laughs> Luna didn't have her memory. You know, Luna's just like, I led her into danger. I didn't know what was going on. And Artemis is like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, it's not your fault. You did your best with what you had. And like, I love Luna and Artemis. They're so cute. They're... I love them. They're so cute. Luna had such a bad voice in English. Like, it, it, it's not, it didn't fit her personality. It, it totally changed mm-hmm. her personality. Her English voice made her very nagging, very motherly. She was an older woman, right? Like an older British woman? Yes. It had, it, yeah. at least that was the sound. And she has a very cute voice in Japanese and a very cute demeanor in the manga. And mm-hmm. um, because it made her more nagging, it just she just wasn't so cute anymore. Like, People liked Artemis, but nobody really liked Luna. And Luna's awesome. Luna's super sweet. She has. I think it didn't. I think it didn't help that probably like translation wasn't that good in the nineties. But also, like everyone was way meaner in the original English. They show. really were. They really were. Like Sailor Mars is mean to Usagi in the Japanese. You know, yeah. in, the, in the original Japanese, but like she's. Vicious to her. Like in English, she's I don't even know abs- why they're friends. Right? It's just like, you're supposed to be on her team. Like, what the hell? Right. It's messed up. Like, she's mean, and I'm really glad that I didn't really grow up with that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, a lot of people still, I a lot of people found Usagi annoying. A lot of people loved Rei, 
And yeah. I wonder if I wonder if they reveled in her meanness. Just like, yeah, you tell that stupid idiot what's what. And it's just like, my gosh. Right. Which is like totally the opposite message of Sailor Moon. Right. <laughs> like, Isagi's, you know, not maybe the brightest bulb in the box, but she has the most emotional intelligence out of like every single person in this series. She does. I, I think it's... I think it's no accident that on more than one occasion, her crying actually contributes to uh, revealing her powers. Her letting, mm-hmm. yeah, her letting her emotions out, her allowing herself to be sad and express sorrow and fear or heartache is what helps build her into who she is, helps reveal who she really is inside. I don't think that's an accident. Yeah, and we're going to put a pin in that, because that's in her character analysis episode. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> but it's really important. It is. Anyway, they get their stuff together, and they go to the moon. Mm-hmm. Like, they literally, they're just like, we're going to the moon. And they teleport, they sailor teleport to the moon with Luna and Artemis. And it's the same in the manga and the anime, except for one key difference, and so we'll get to that. But they go to the moon, they see the destroyed remains of the solar millennium. Um, like the ruins. in the back of my head as a child, as I'm reading this, I'm just like, we had six man moon moon missions. Like you're telling me, like not a single American noticed like <laughs> the giant ruins on the moon. But anyway, <laughs> well, maybe they didn't go to the right location. Right, it's like we're living like this is an alternate reality. You should like maybe there aren't six man moon missions. It's fine. <laughs> like, they got there and they're like, what a strange natural formation. <laughs> There's magic. It it protects the ruins. It's fine. Yeah. Because magic. But they go... <laughs> right, because magic. Magic is the answer to everything. But they go there, they find this... And in the manga, they find a sword. And they pull out this sword, and it activates this hologram of Queen Serenity. In the in the anime, there is no sword. And I'm sad. There's no sword. We just don't have that. I know the sword but, was underutilized in the manga, but... It was yeah. really cool, and I wish they would have used it in the anime and actually, like, expanded on it in the anime. Because swords are cool! I think the sword kind of falls under sort of, like, lunch in Dragon Ball and <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, where, like, she just probably just straight up forgot that there was a sword! Oh, oh yeah! Kind like, of like the goggles. Like, it was, <laughs> right, it's like, it was specific. I mean, she didn't forget about the goggles. I think probably her editors were like, get rid of the fucking goggles. Like, we're not about it. <laughs> I think, I think the sword is one of those things of like, this is too hard to draw. It's actually really heavy to carry. It doesn't, like, how would they have this, like, forget about the sword. It's really only important just for this specific plot. <laughs> right. After this, we don't you know? need it anymore. After this, we don't need this sword. This sword is not important because it's not like this mirror to um, Romeo and Juliet, you know? Yeah, Uranus, um, Uranus used her sword pretty effectively, but they, they made it shorter in the yeah. anime. Well, her sword was, I mean, her sword was, like, a part of her character. There was definitely a lot more detail into right. Uranus's sword than there was into the Silver Millennium sword. Right. So maybe she just kind of was like, I next time I incorporate a sword, I need to do more with it, maybe. <laughs> right it's just like the sword looks cool we're gonna have this because keep in mind like the manga and the anime are being produced side by side and so she's just kind of coming up with this as they go along because she has to come up with enough material right for this anime and it's just like what's cool swords are cool everyone loves a sword and they're warriors <laughs> it makes sense they're warriors but here's a sword there you go 
So they go, and Queen Serenity tells them more details about their past life and more details about the enemy and apologizes to Sailor Moon. She's just like, I'm sorry that I wasn't there for you in the end. Yeah. And and it's really sad. She's like, there's only enough power for this last message. Um, and it's And she reveals that, like, she had put Luna and Artemis in stasis, um, which is why they had knowledge. And she also kind of put like locks on their memories and things like that. So when Artemis found Sailor Venus, he knew more, but Luna didn't. Mm -hmm. And so she released them strategically. And because Venus is the actual leader of the Sailor Senshi, not technically not Sailor Moon. So she was activated first by Artemis. And it's very sad but yeah, they get all this information, they go back to Earth, they have this sword, which is harder than diamond and actually poisonous. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Forgot it was poisonous. Yeah, it's poisonous! It's just like, this is an incredibly deadly sword. And I think probably, like, moving forward, Takeuchi Sensei was like, hey, actually this sword is uh, too OP. Miyako was probably like, I'm gonna hurt myself with this. It's like, we're just... We're just, we don't need this sword no more. I'm going to put this in the um, closet. I'm going to wrap it up. Make sure nobody touches it. <laughs> what we can choose to believe is that uh, this sword got destroyed <laughs> when Metallia got big. Oh, okay. So, new headcanon. Okay. Um, but anyway, they come back down to Earth. Kainzite attacks again. Tries to kill Sailor Moon. Doesn't. He gets killed. It's kind of a blip, really. Because after he's done, after he's dead... We see that a mind-controlled Mamoru is back on Earth. He's not with the Dark Kingdom, and he's evil. And in the anime, he just like hypnotizes. So Arcade Guy Motoki um, is just a constant presence. And in the anime, he hypnotizes Motoki's college friend and has him like leave and takes his place Endo? in the manga. Yeah, Endo. In the manga, he straight up kills Endo. Oh. Oh, yeah! Like, you see him, like, dissolve. Like, he straight up kills Endo and takes his place and hypnotizes Motoki into thinking he's Endo. Endo was- oh my god, I forgot Endo was super dead in the manga. (laughs) Yeah! Like, he just dies! Anytime someone- like, the first time- the first time I was told that, um, Madoka was a dark Sailor Moon, I was just like, have any of these people even seen or read Sailor Moon? Because people die left and right in this series. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's dark. Anyway, so he's there at the arcade. He's hanging around Motoki. Um, Usagi sees him, flips out. because She's like, that's him. But how can it be him? Because he doesn't know me. He should know me. And he's mean. And they're like, stay away from this guy. Like, he's weird and he's creepy. And we don't know what's going on. I don't know why he looks like uh, Mamoru, but yeah. we're not going to play these games. Yeah, it's just like, this is not the time to get lost in your feelings. Your feelings literally got you killed in your past life. Right. Isaki does not listen. She goes to the arcade. Um, she kind of, like, is almost trapped by these guys, and the sentries show up, and they're like, nope! <laughs> like, I think Luna's like, I need to warn the others. Um, and so they show up. Motoki, like, attacks them, but, like, they kind of take him out because he's just a guy. <laughs> and Mamoru gets guy. away. Yeah. Right. It's fine. Don't worry. He lives. Motoki doesn't die. We love him. We love our K guy Motoki. Yeah. He's really cute in the live action. I can't wait till we get to the live action. Uh, 
He's so cute. It's amazing. He has an he has an obsession with turtles. It's very cute. He does. I need to watch the live action. It looks precious. Yeah, the live action instead of an arcade, they have a, it's a karaoke. <gasps> it's a karaoke That's building. Precious. It's so cute. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, this stuff happens. They knock out Motoki. Actually, in the manga, Motoki like realizes that Sailor Jupiter and Sailor Mercury are Makoto and Ami. Mm-hmm. And he keeps the secret for the rest of the series. Yeah. I mean, they're using his arcade as the headquarters. It really makes sense for him to figure it out at some point. It's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, I think he says, he brings it up once later on in the manga. He's like, I can't believe that you're the Sailor Senshi. And they're like, yep. <laughs> and then never again. I hope they at least bring him, like, donuts or something. <laughs> I don't think so. I hope, I hope Makoto, like, brings him, like, every once in a while, like, here's some food. Right. Please try it. <laughs> right? They really should. Like, yeah. But anyway, like, because the arcades are headquartered, the headquarters is destroyed, but they use their, they find out where Beryl and Metallia are. They teleport to the North Pole. Because they can teleport. Yeah, because they can tell they went to the moon. Yeah. You think they can't North go to the North Pole? Easy in comparison, I I think North Pole is like right there. Japan is pretty high up in terms of latitude. Like North Pole's not that far. Yeah, so they go to the North Pole. They go to the North Pole in the anime. This is actually really distressing because Kinzite's dead. So Beryl sends the D sisters because the D point is where they're going, and. They kill all the senshi, except for Sailor Yeah, they're, those like, are, one like, by one. the, the fairy-looking things, right? Mm-hmm. Those things were yeah. vicious, because they their powers match those of the senshi, and yeah. they were pretty evenly matched. Jupiter's was horrible. Like, this thing, like, launches out tentacles and starts to electrocute her, and she does supreme thunder and basically overcharges herself, and, like, they explode, essentially. And, like, her dying breath is to tell Usagi, like, keep going. Right. Just It's devastating! She, she watches each of her friends get killed. <laughs> one by one. And she's obviously upset, and, like, Mars is the last one standing, and, like, literally slaps her and is like, get your shit together, because you have to defeat this thing because if you don't the whole world is going to be destroyed everybody's dying so that you can keep going so keep going yeah keep going like this is what you have to do and it's so upsetting and i found out later that takeuchi sensei's like original plan was to have all the senshi die in the manga and she was told by her editors like that's too dark don't do it and so when she saw that the anime did that anyway she was like hey what the hell (laughs) (laughs) she said that was my idea how come you couldn't let me kill them Exactly. She's like, hey, that was my idea. But anyway, but in the manga, it's different. They're all, they all kind of show up there. There's no like monster of the week, D sister sort of thing. And so they all show up and it's just Beryl and Tuxedo Mask and she commands Tuxedo Mask to attack them. And Usagi can't fight back because it's her, it's her love. And Beryl's like really distracting the other senshi. Usagi's like, like pleading with him to wake up and he just, mind controlled and Usagi's just like I guess this is it and like grabs the sword from Venus who's wielding it because she's again the leader she grabs the sword and she stabs him and like she kisses and like as he's kind of like oh crap like I've just been stabbed she kisses him and then she stabs herself yeah she's just like it's not like we can't be together like it's just going to happen again and again so like Boom, we're dead. Let's just put an end to this right here, right now. She's like, that's it. We're done. 
And Beryl's like, what the hell? And Venus, like, obviously devastated because this happened in the past life where her princess kills herself in front of her and Venus is, like, the last one standing. She grabs the sword and she stabs Beryl. She's like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Everybody dies, okay? She's just like, I can't believe this is happening again. I failed again. And in the anime, as Usagi comes to fight Beryl, Beryl, again, like, it's just the two of them and Tuxedo Mask, and she sends Tuxedo Mask after them. But in the anime, Tuxedo Mask snaps out of it because he had dropped a locket that, or he had given, in the anime, he gives her the locket. In the manga, um, he had dropped the locket on her and she keeps it. But in any case, he has this locket and he touches the, she holds it out, he touches it and he remembers and betrays Beryl, who then like tries to attack Sailor Moon, but he takes the hit and he dies again. And Beryl's like, no, I've killed my love, and, like, retreats to Metallia, and Usagi's like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, everybody I love is dead, except for her family. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, the differences between the manga and the anime, they give the same kind of emotional gut punches. Mm-hmm. Because in both ways, they have kind of this um, Romeo-Juliet aspect to it. But, um, yeah, the anime one, they're both really dark. <laughs> They're both really dark, and they deliver they deliver things in such different ways, but evoke the same emotions. Like, it's very devastating, because everybody's dying. You know, people are losing people. We didn't talk about it before, but, like, um, Umino, or Melvin in the English, the original English dub, because Nari's devastated after Nephrite dies, he's like, I want to protect you. And they become an item, and it's very cute. He becomes, like, Tuxedo Melvin. It's... It's pretty cute. It It's so cute. Like, it's completely misguided 14-year-old boy. But, right. like, Nari, like, he's a better choice. It really is. Let's face it. It's... It, he's not an adult man, so I support it. He's not an adult man who is literally part of an evil organization out to destroy the Earth. Yeah. I mean, he's a little bit obnoxious, but I mean, what 14-year-old boy isn't a little bit obnoxious? Right? Like, at least he does well in school, and he's, like, on track to become a successful salary really man does. in Japan. He's got like, good goals. He's... Yeah, like, you can rely on, on you. <laughs> so we... I never thought I would say this as, like, I, like, as a kid, I was just like, this guy is so annoying. Like, and like, as an adult, I'm just like, as an adult, I'm just like, you know, like... He had something. <laughs> you know, he was weird, but what 14-year-old boy is it? Right. As a, well, when you're a kid and you're reading this and you're just like, well, Nephrite was sexy and mature and awesome and Umino is so gross and weasley and weird. And as an adult, I'm just like, yes, date. You are a child. Date the other child. This is better. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, actually. Actually. Please, please, please. So, in the manga, Beryl is dead, and Met- but Metalia has enough power, because she, she basically eats Tuxedo Mask and, and Sailor Moon, and because Sailor Moon has the Gensui show, like, she takes that Metalia power. Metalia doesn't and have, like, a clear physical form. No, she's just this weird black miasma. It's really weird. She kind of looks like Haunter, actually. Like what? Like Haunter, oh, yeah. the Pokemon. Except without the hands. Yeah. It's weird now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, Metellia is weird. It's kind of weird that Metelli even had, like, like a gender, you know? 
Yeah, I think because, like, it's Queen Barrel, but it's also, like, Queen Metallia. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's interesting. She really shouldn't. She really shouldn't, because she's really just, like, this amorphous creature of evil. But most amorphous uh. creatures are labeled masculine as a default, so I don't know. I kind of mm-hmm. support it. It's like, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I do appreciate that, like, the true big bad is is a woman, yeah. you know, or is or like is identified as female. Right. I think that's interesting. You know, yeah, yeah, and that like the goons that they send out are male. Right, right. It's very, it's nice. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting uh, turn. And in the anime, two of the goons are gay. So representation, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sailor Moon is really gay. It, Sailor Moon is very gay. It's it's far yeah. gayer than anything else that was around. It doesn't time. even it's it's not even it's not even trying to be gay. No. It's it's almost like it's it's accidentally gay sometimes. Well, and that I feel like that's what was so it's very progressive in that way because the characters it's not a major it's not a major part. It's like it's not highlighted in an awkward way. Just like look, they're super gay. Look, 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 look. It's just these two characters happen to be gay. These other two characters also happen to be gay. And their relationship does matter, but it doesn't matter it, it doesn't matter simply because it's gay. <laughs> anyways, yeah. we keep we're we're at the finale and we keep diverting. We're at the finale in the anime. Pharaoh merges with Metallia. She gets real big. It's like it's like Kaiji. It's like Rita Repulsa sends down like the wand to make the enemy big and like the Fire Rangers form. The big, big major monster, scary. Thing. The big robot, the big robot. Yeah, and so Usagi, like teeny tiny Usagi, with her against we show, like calls on the powers of her friends and like blasts her into oblivion. And that's and in the manga, that's basically the same thing. Like she and Tuxedo Mask wake up because again, we show revives them, and with his help, she like channels the power because the senshi are just the senshi. It's not the against we show that heals her. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. The Senshi, seeing that, like, she and Tuxedo Mask got eaten by Metallia, are, like, concentrate and send all your power to Usagi. And they literally send, basically, they sacrifice their lives to send all their power to her to revive her inside. In the manga version, when they're still alive. In the manga, in the manga version, when, when they're still alive. Um, in the anime, they have, there's, like, this really cool sequence where, like, the spirits of her friends come behind her and, like, She's you know, hold her arm. While she's holding, like, the moonstick and, you know, powering up her laser. <laughs> it is really cool because you see each of them, it's kind of like ghost version of them. Each of them are standing beside her and they, they reach out and hold the, the staff to help support, not the staff, but, you know, the, the wand to help support her. And you see, it's just, it's a really cool image. It's so iconic. Like, that scene is... It really is. The, and the music amps up, and it's... Yeah, she she charges that laser. <laughs> I remember watching that, and just, like, I wasn't actively crying. I just had tears coming down my face. Yeah, it's very emotional. They really... It, it really amps you up. <sighs> and then she defeats one of the, the One of the things for Sailor Moon Crystal... I'm sorry. One of the, the things for Sailor Moon Crystal that people were really concerned about was how good the music in the original anime is. Yeah. And they were just like, how do you match that? You can't. <laughs> yeah. It's very difficult. Very difficult. Yeah. It's a little bit dated now, but it's still good. Like, it slaps. Sit there the, all the music slaps. Yeah. Like, right now, that music has come back. Mm-hmm. 
like some of it's kind of vaporwave like sort of thing like the sort of thing that you like put like lo-fi hip-hop beats on youtube right you know it's it, it music is kind of like that it is dated though yeah. so, so good but one of the key differences between the anime and the manga is that in the manga she has tuxedo masks help like he he can't really do much but he's there for her and in the anime she's all on her own yeah and I think that's way more powerful. Yeah. But in the manga, there was more focus on the romance between the two of them. Yeah, the focus is very different from the anime to the manga. I think that's why a lot of people who watch the anime will criticize, what does Tuxedo Mask do? What does he do? Why is he there? He just shows up, throws right. a rose and says some things and then he's gone again. You know, and I, I see where that criticism is coming from. But in the manga, their relationship is far more significant. It plays a direct role in everything she does, you know? Yeah. So he's, he's her emotional support animal. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the case with all boyfriends? Good boyfriends? I mean, if that's, boyfriends. that's what they should be. If your boyfriend is not an emotional support animal, dumb <laughs> If you have to be his emotional support animal, dump him. No. Okay. Yeah. And this is our relationship uh, <laughs> podcast. Give us your give us your calls. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see a healthy relationship, just read the Sailor Moon manga and like everything that Isagi and Mamoru do. Help. But not the anime, because he is way too old. <laughs> not the anime. <laughs> not the anime. The anime is not that healthy. Musicals, healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Musicals, healthy. Live action? I mean, they're both kids and they're dumb. I mean, it's hard. It's they're, normal. She's 14. It's normal. She's 14. It's normal. <laughs> it's, normal. it's fine. It's very, it's actually, I think the live action is actually more heartbreaking sometimes, the relationship between Aww. the two of them. But, but we'll get it's, to that. The live action is so good. But anyway, Metallia's blasted. It's fine. And it, and in the, in the manga, she sees like the dead bodies of her friends and she revives them with the Ginsui show. And it's great. Everyone's happy. That's the end. You know, like everyone kind of goes back to their lives, but they're all friends now and they all have this power. Whereas in the anime, she blasts Metallia and then kind of as like a dying wish. She's just like, I just want all my friends and loved ones to be happy and to be normal. And, and it shows you, like it shows Isagi like getting ready and running out for school. And it shows the others as well. And they're all in, like, their, you know, school uniforms, and Mamoru's just, like, walking around, like, looking like, you know, your standard douche in his green jacket and his purple pants and his and his sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's completely forgotten that they were their past lives and that they were Sailor Century and Tuxedo Mask. Yeah, they do a really weird direction with the anime there. In the anime, they're just like, mind wipe, everyone, nobody remembers who they are. Yeah. And it's really weird, and so, like, the first part... And I guess some of this must have been, like, we need to have a cushion between this arc and the next arc. Uh Because, like, the first 15, 10, 15 episodes of the um, Black Moon, is it Black Moon? Yeah, it's Black Moon arc in this show and in the anime it was Sailor Moon R, um, is dedicated to, like, flower aliens. yeah. Yeah, there's a super weird arc, and I was super into it. It is not in the manga at all. These characters don't exist no. in any way, shape, or form. And there is some kind of weird incest going on, but we will get to that. <laughs> it's never... I, it, I, I 
don't know what it, I don't know what the English version, like the original English dub was like for that arc. It is still super incesty. They can't hide it. Well, I don't think they're siblings. No, but they disguise themselves as siblings. They disguise themselves as siblings and it's real weird and kind of incesty and it's, well, it's very, we're going to have a whole, (laughs) I'm going to rewatch those episodes and we're going to have a whole episode dedicated to them because it's weird. (laughs) It is super weird. It's so weird. But yeah, that's the end of the Dark Kingdom arc. It's basically just like, and this is what I read somewhere, um, because the opening theme song for Sailor Moon is called Moonlight Densetsu, and Densetsu is like fate or something. Yeah. Destiny. Yeah. And so it's Moonlight Destiny. And one of the phrases that's repeated is Miracle Romance. Miracle Romance. <laughs> and like, that's the point is that their romance is a miracle usagi mamoru yeah. like prince of serenity and prince endymion because they're not supposed to be together but they overcame it and they are together yeah and it wasn't it wasn't supposed to work out it was supposed to cause conflict and it, back in the past life there were efforts to to for them to not be together you know it, right they both acknowledge like they're not supposed to be together and what they're doing is wrong and it was kind of imp- it's forbidden yeah it was implied the mother did not support it initially either right she didn't know about it yeah she didn't know about it the sense she hid it from her because mm. they were like you know because they would be like did you sneak away to earth again they're like you, you you can't do this anymore like it's not okay like they know it's forbidden for the moon people and the earth people to interact like that the moon kingdom just protects earth right and Usagi, and like Prince Serenity would break it because she saw this image of Prince Endymion and she fell in love this with him. She's boyfriend. like, I want to be with him. <laughs> this is my boyfriend. my boyfriend. And it's, and it's like the Greek myth where the moon goddess Selene saw this shepherd Endymion and was like, I love him. He's going to be mine. And having learned from her sister Eos, who is the goddess of the dawn, who fell in love with the human and begged Zeus to make him immortal, uh, but didn't. But didn't remember to ask leave. him to make him eternally young as well. Uh, he got so old, he turned into an insect. He turned into a cricket because he just got smaller and smaller and shrink and shrink. And she was horrified. And so Celine was just because like, uh, just, just, yeah, she, she went to Zeus and she was like, just make him eternally young and sleep forever. Right. So he won't age. Which, yeah. So I guess the anime is really just trying to correct the Greek myth. <laughs> Like the one Greek myth where the goddess is the predator. No kidding, because he actually fathered children and he remained sleeping. So she had like fourteen kids by him, and oh he did God. not know. Oh God! Yeah, she had seven sons and seven daughters, if I'm recalling correctly, <clears throat> and he did not even meet her. So like they never exchanged any words. And Takeuchi was like, "How about instead of that, <laughs> they fall in love?" Actually. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Yeah. But it's one of those things where, like, I didn't I didn't realize until, like, as a kid, I went back and read Dallaire's Greek myths, uh-huh. and I saw the shepherd and Demian, and I'm like, wait a minute! <gasps> I was, no, as a kid, I was super into Greek mythology, so even as a child reading Sailor Moon for the first time, I was like, ah, oh, I got all the references. <laughs> I was too, but I didn't really care that much about 
and Demian. Yeah. I was just like, oh, Eos, Helios, and Selene. Yeah. So, like, I knew, I understood all of, like, the Selene references. Right. And but how Serenity was probably, you know. But I did not connect in Demian at all, because he's mentioned, like, twice. Yeah. That's, like, the only story about Selene. Pretty so. much. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was much more focused on, like, Theseus and um, Jason and, you know, Hercules and everybody else. And, you know, like, ev- anything Artemis did, I was obsessed right. with. Yeah, Artemis <laughs> actually did a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Artemis was just amazing. It was so, it was one story, so of course I forgot. Yeah, that makes sense. I I had poured over that whole book several times, so you know. You own that book, right? Oh yeah, I owned it and I lost it and I bought it again. So I own it. I have yeah. the See, Norse mythology one now too. Nice. Yeah, I have a lot of Greek mythology and Norse mythology books. I only like checked it out at, from the library, yeah. so I didn't, you know have like its presence there to kind of reread and refresh. So if um, anyone who doesn't know the Dilari uh, books on mythology are written for, for kids, you know, like older kids, not like children, children. I think they've been around since the sixties and um, they give amazing art. Yeah. They give kind of their, are these huge picture books and they give, uh, broken down versions of uh, like simplified versions of the Greek myths and the Norse myths and there's um, they have quite a few out of uh, other Scandinavian folk tales as well but um, the Greek and the Norse are probably the best known but mm-hmm. yeah they're neat if you if you want a simple introduction to mythology they've got pretty pictures pictures good yeah <laughs> pictures are good so good. That's why I picked it mm-hmm. up. But any final thoughts about Dark Kingdom? I, uh, yeah, I mean, the second half gets really heavy, um, and the divergence between the anime and the manga, they it does vary quite a bit. But I, I think both were pretty satisfying. Um, I love the images of in the manga of Beryl when she's younger. Um, cause mm. you actually get to see a younger, more innocent version of her before she gets corrupted by Metalia. And I always found the, the psychological corruption very, the, the way they would ma- manipulate minds and manipulate emotions to be mm-hmm. far more daunting than the actual powers that they are displaying, you know, the, the shonen magic powers, you know, the sparky boom explosion powers. I think it's very important to see the, to compare and contrast Usagi's love for Mamoru and Beryl's mm, love for Mamoru. For sure. Because Usagi loves him for him, and Beryl, Beryl's love is just obsession. It's not really love. Right. So it's, it really shows the corruption because the four like the four generals are counterparts to the senshi venus mercury mars and jupiter um you know kun's like against venus like as the leader so he's like to mercury jadeite to mars nephrite to jupiter they're all foils of each other and so you see the dark kingdom really as this mirrored corrupted version 
of the silver millennium. Right. And I think that's really, that's quite well thought out for a manga that was almost like slapdash put together. Yeah, for, for magical girls running around in school uniforms, you know? It's yeah, cool. yeah. Um, and yeah, the re- back to that relationship, it really is a stark difference. It shows the difference between being, between love and limerence, you know? Because Beryl very much, like you said, she didn't even, he didn't even know she was who she was. Yeah. Where they kind of established that uh, Serenity and Endymion were continually seeing each other in secret. So these people are getting to know each other and fall in mm-hmm. love. Um, even in the, the, you know, outside of, even in the present day, the two of them came to love each other they had an attraction to each other and a relationship kind of developed before the big reveal even. So they weren't mm-hmm. just like enemies, but now I know who you are. So I actually love you now, you know, they did mm-hmm. have the enemy moments, but <laughs> it doesn't last forever. They were, yeah, they were drawn to each other. Yeah. And, you know, Beryl had Kunzite like take tuxedo mask or uh, Zoe's like take tuxedo mask or whoever, because she recognized him as Endymion. So, like, that obsession did not stop. Yeah. She didn't care who he was in the modern day. She was just like, no, you're this mine. This is Endymion, and he is mine now. Right. You, you're all that I've ever wanted. You are the reason I am evil. Like, I'm doing all this because I want you. And it's really the dark side of affection, really. Yeah. Yeah. Because how many times have we heard of or seen relation, like abusive relationships where, like, one party is like, but I love you. And it's like, that's not good love. Yeah, obsession. It's obsession. It's control. It's control. It's, it's bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, obsession is. Because she literally mind controls him to keep him with she her. Yeah. She literally mind controls him. Yeah. Yeah. Wipes his memory. She has, it just shows that she has zero regard for his wants, his desires. He, she wants him in a state that she controls because all she wants is this fantasy version of him, you know? Mm-hmm. It's creepy. It's dark when you think about it too much. <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah, it's really messed up and it's surprisingly deep. Yeah. That's why anytime someone says like, oh, Sailor Moon, it's like, whatever. Like, have you re- have you seen Madoka? It's so dark. And it's just like, have you read this series? Yeah. <laughs> like, this stuff is dark. Don't talk to me about Madoka. It doesn't even have any gays. No. <laughs> it does have gays. I'm just like the. <laughs> I was just like, what? I'm just is super gay. Yeah. But anyway, so that's it. That's the end of this episode, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Yes, it's a long one. They're all probably going to be long ones because there's a lot to say about Sailor Moon. Because Sailor Moon is amazing, and you should be checking it out. Otherwise, you're not going to know what we're talking about. Sailor Moon is love. Sailor Moon is life. Uh, just gonna. Just gonna go full I don't know what the second word is supposed to be Kool-Aid we're just gonna go full Kool-Aid Kool-Aid anyway uh, we don't have really any social setup but you can email us at oshiokiopodcast at gmail.com I'm pretty sure that's it if not I will edit this out and uh, replace it with the actual email Um, but in the meantime uh, stay tuned And uh, we'll hopefully have our next episode up soon. We're going to do character analysis of each of the senshi and tuxedo mask. And 
maybe even the villains in this arc. So until next time, Sukini Kawate Oshiokiyo!